This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. We're here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll have a double header from Tidbits and Take Control Books. First, we'll be featuring Adam Inkst, and he'll be talking about, amongst other things, the new Tidbits content network for Apple consultants. We'll then talk to Josh Centers, managing editor of Tidbits, and he'll discuss the rumors about what the next Apple TV might consist of. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> We're talking with Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. It's been a while, Adam. I gather you've been a busy, 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 busy bee. Oh, yes. No, no rest for the wicked, I'm sure. So wicked instead of weary. <laughs> well, it's more fun that way, isn't it? <laughs> we can we can talk a little bit more about uh, what I've been up to for a while, but there's just so much going on. It's nonstop in this world. So let's go into a problem that's happening right now. It starts with the fact that after many, many, many years, Apple decides to get out of the display game. The Thunderbolt display came out several years ago. You'd think it would have been updated for 5K after the came out. That didn't happen. Apple discontinued the line. Why? Very sad. All I can think is that they just didn't feel that there was enough money in it for the amount of attention it would take to produce Apple quality devices. Peripherals from Apple were always expensive, and yet they were usually at the top of the field in terms of quality, ease of use, industrial design, that sort of thing. And the Thunderbolt display was no exception. I mean, it's a good monitor. I have one on my desk. I would certainly prefer to have a 5K display to match up with the iMac that's sitting next to the Thunderbolt display, but uh, that was, wasn't an option at the time and still remains not an option. Not good news when Apple got out of the game. Sales, we understand, because more and more Macs have integrated displays and the number of people who need external displays will be understand. No, no, no. I don't believe that, though. Nothing's changed there. So the simple fact of the matter is that Apple still makes the Mac Mini. They still make the Mac Pro. Whether or not they've updated those so people want to buy them is a different problem. Two, you know, two of their three desktop uh, models still require displays. So at least from the, the, the percentage of the line, that's always been true. Yeah, sure, the laptops have displays, but they're small. And so if you want to use a high-powered professional laptop, on your desk, you're going to want to hook it to a display. So the fact that Macs have displays often, you know, the iMac is popular and the MacBooks are popular, isn't really an argument for why Apple shouldn't have kept doing it. I mean, you still really need big external displays. All right, fair enough. So they team up evidently with LG. Now, I gather LG does make displays for Apple as raw parts, right? Yeah, yeah. I know LG is a major is a major panel maker. 
to be clear so people understand, when Apple makes an external display, they're not making the panel from scratch, the panel being the part that actually shows stuff. That's all being bought from a supplier. And then the external bits are what Apple is, is, uh, is specifying, you know, the, the, the aluminum case, which ports are going to be on it, what sort of hubs, you know, the quality of all that. Plus, Apple buys so many of these things that they often have leverage when it comes to negotiating for the best panels or the best parts. So, you know, any company is going to have some range of quality control of panels that are probably well within tolerances, but, you know, some of them are on the lower end of that scale. So Apple's going to be able to push for the, the better stuff. So it still comes to this particular decision. Supposedly they work with LG on this display, but it has been a really troubled product. And doesn't that serve as kind of an embarrassment for Apple? They're, they put their mark on it, not literally, but you know, at when they announced that they were doing this product, they said in partnership with LG. The implication was that this was something that Apple had put engineering attention into in some form or fashion, and they were in essence guaranteeing that it would work better with a Mac than with anything else, or you know that it would be it would be tweaked in some way for that. Now. I do think that it is worth thinking about the fact that Apple, they, you know, they just sort of said they're doing this. And then the other side of it was that they were going to be the exclusive reseller of this product, which again, doesn't limit it to Apple users. But if you're a Dell user, you're probably not going to go to the Apple store to buy a monitor. So it was kind of interesting that that became true, although, you know, that may simply be more of a case of Apple said, we can sell, you know, X thousands of these and you can only make X thousands of these. So why don't you just give them to, a, to us as an exclusive? Okay. But LG, you know, was a pretty responsible company. Their products get good reviews. Their TVs get great reviews. <laughs> what went wrong? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of problems that people have reported. Some, who knows whether they're more, more or less widespread. The big one that seems to be commonplace is interference. So presumably the screen gets jittery or shakes or something along those lines when the monitor is too close to a Wi-Fi router. And lots of people have their Wi-Fi routers on their desks next to their computers. So this was a something that LG acknowledged and said they were going to be retooling to add some more shielding. And they t said to people who had already bought the monitor that they could you know take it into a support place and who would apparently deal with it in some way. This was, of course, you know, you might just not need to move your router two feet to the left. I mean, it's possible that just rearranging things was going to help. My idea was, frankly, that you could, you know, encase the whole thing in tinfoil. So, you know, the tinfoil hat crowd could, could really go nuts, too. Take the tinfoil from your hat and stick it on the monitor. <laughs> but let yeah. me ask you a question here. This strikes me as being amateurish one-on-one. How can they even allow that to happen? <laughs> Damned if I know, because you're right. It does seem like like 101. I mean, come on. I mean, the only thing I can think is that because of this being a 5K monitor, that something about its electronics are more sensitive than LG anticipated. That whenever you get to higher levels of density, you know, I'm thinking here of hard drives in particular, you know, as you get to more and more capacious hard drives, 
the physics become more and more astonishing, you know, that the heads fly over these disks at, you know, micron level tolerances. So it's possible that just putting that many pixels in a, in a display and needing to drive it at certain ref- refresh rates and things like that made this monitor more susceptible to interference in ways that LG just didn't anticipate. So maybe it's a hard engineering problem. I mean, we certainly haven't seen 5K monitors from anyone else flooding the market. So that would imply there's something hard about 5K. But even then, test it. <laughs> test it under normal use and circumstances. You realize people are going to stick an eye desktop. They're going to have different kinds of equipment, hard drives, routers adjacent to it. Test it. How could this be allowed to happen? It's like they rushed this thing out and well, didn't and, think about that. And Apple, you know, I think bears a little bit of responsibility here, too, in the sense that Apple does make a 5K display in the iMac. So Apple has some experience with what's going on in, uh, in 5K displays, perhaps more so than anyone else in the world. And, you know, particularly if they're going to partner up with LG in some way to make this, you know, better for the Mac and exclusive to the Apple Store and whatnot, Apple should have been testing it as well. They test everything for the App Store, theoretically, so they should damn well be testing the hardware for the, for the, uh, the Apple Stores. Especially in this case, because they made a big deal. We worked with LG to bring this out. They gave it a big promotion at the rollout for the MacBook Pro with Retina Display. Having done that, they certainly should have made an extra effort to test the shipping units to make sure they were acceptable. We've got more to come with Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. We're talking about the conundrum, the failure the problems with the LG 5K display. This is the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Attention investors, 2017 is the year of Trump and financial markets are rising at all-time highs. But economic uncertainty may be greater than after any election in our lifetime. And as retirement approaches, there's little time to recover your losses. You need to hedge against uncertainty. That means transferring part of your retirement to physical gold and silver stored where you can actually hold it in your hand and get it fast in any disaster. It's a perfect time to buy. Prices are low and expected to climb. Make Augusta Precious 
Augustus Metals, your personal gold and silver provider. Augusta cares for your financial position and helps you make good decisions. And they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Get Augusta's free gold and silver IRA guide. What you learned could help you weather any economic storm. There's no obligation. Just call toll-free. Call 855-222-5857. That's 855-222-5857. Again, 855-222-5857. Trust Augusta. Protect your retirement today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-340-5528. That's 800-340-5528. Again, 800-340-5528. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So we do have a special way for you to support the show. It's called Tech Night Owl Plus at plus, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. That's plus dot technightowl.com. And we offer you the commercial version of this show free of 41 minutes of network ads and all that for a special price. Starting at $1.49 a week. You want to know more? Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. Simple sign-up instructions. We're talking here about the LG 5K display, which they call ultra-fine, which is not so ultra-fine because some people report that it evidently picks up interference from Wi-Fi routers and all this stuff. Supposedly, LG redesigned the shielding. But right now, they've been pulled from the stores, right? 
Yes. My understanding is is that the stock has been pulled from the retail Apple stores. And if you look at the online Apple store, they're estimating five to six weeks delivery, which sort of means, yeah, go ahead and order it, but you're not getting it anytime soon. So I do think there's something going on there. Everyone is now aware this is a real problem as opposed to just something that, that could be addressed. And, I, and to be fair, this is not every monitor. It's not like this thing is a complete lemon. Yeah, there are plenty of people out there who have it, having no troubles, working fine for them. You know, not to say that LG, you know, shouldn't deal with this and Apple shouldn't deal with it as well, but that it is not, you know, 95% of units are are bad. We just don't know what the percentage is. Presumably it's high enough that both LG and Apple felt that it was important not to be putting more out there. And what's unfortunate here also is that there aren't that many options out there for 5K displays. And you buy a MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. And with the 15-inch version, you're supposed to be able to hook up two 5K displays. But they have to be this kind of display, of which there's only one. I think HP has a 5K display, but you need, what, two cords to connect it? Yeah, there are a number of ones that have have sort of funny methods of sort of essentially driving it as two monitors and then stitching them together. I've not seen those. My understanding is they're not as ideal as they might be. Dell has one, too. There's a Dell Ultra HD 5K monitor, 27-inch 5K. Um, I haven't heard reviews of that one yet. Certainly not cheap either, though. I mean, it's uh, it's at least $1,700. The Apple LG one was, uh, I forget what the initial price was, they actually dropped the price. And I think it was still almost $1,000. So that's the other thing to keep in mind is these are not cheap monitors. This is not, you know, your two or three or $400 monitor. Well, the ones I see here, Dell has some 4K monitors, and I want to see if they have a 5K display. It's a UP2715K. <laughs> How do you hook this thing up? Yes, I... Not yet entirely clear on that. Uh, Okay, they got something here called the world's first Ultra HD 5K monitor, but that's not true. And I click learn more, and that thing doesn't work. That link, oh, here it is. Okay, so here it is. Let me see what they tell me about it. We'll bring it up. And, of course, it's running slow because Dell, I don't know, is not the fastest site on the planet here. So let's just take a look. Okay, so it's basically bringing me up nothing. I guess it's bringing me up a blank page, okay? So it says, the world's first Ultra HD 5K monitor, which is not true, unless it came out before the one from LG. And you you click on anything that accepts a click, and it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't like Safari. you know. But I think here, a company like Dell, they can come in here seeing this lack of a useful display and possibly sell their own. No, it doesn't work in Firefox either, this site. It's broken. Yeah, it's a little hard. Like in Amazon, it's their, their, the page as, uh, uses it's the same page for the 24-inch 4K, the 27-inch 4K, and the 27-inch 5K. So, for instance, the reviews, it's hard to find specific reviews about the 27-inch 5K to see what people are saying about that. So Dell, Dell historically has made pretty good monitors that 
they aren't fabulous looking necessarily and the you know sort of the fit and finish isn't really historically as good as apple's monitors but they have a bazillion ports and they do things like you know rotate to portrait orientation they're far more ergonomic um, the thunderbolt display for instance looks gorgeous but apart from tilt it's got no adjustability whatsoever. So if you want it higher or lower, my my monitor sits on you know a copy of a book I wrote because I need it to be you know 1.2 inches higher so that it fits the same the same height as my iMac. So you know there are things that Apple has never done well with monitors, and Dell has. So it may not be terrible. I'm looking here. They're selling at Amazon the HP 5K display for 867.69. Again, I don't know about the hookup. I expect multiple display ports. It's not telling me. Yeah, all of these things are tricky. I mean, right now, yeah, no, you do need two, two cables. One of the questions, to, um, you're required to use two display port cables to the same. So, yeah, and what so Apple is doing here is they're doing some fancy footwork to make it work with this LG display. It's not an easy thing to accomplish. Yeah. Well, and and to be to be fair, the the, fi- the LG 5K display only works with the new MacBook Pro with Thunderbolt 3. If you don't use it with Thunderbolt 3, you don't get the full 5K resolution. The real problem with this is when you're driving that many pixels, you need a ton of bandwidth. The computer and the monitor have to be able to communicate through a very thick pipe. So there's got to be you know a lot of data that's flowing back and forth to run to turn those pixels on and off appropriately. And Thunderbolt three has that bandwidth, but DisplayPort does not. And so that's the real kicker there. And that's presumably what LG did special for Apple was make it so that it was Thunderbolt three and and had enough enough bandwidth and controller cards on the on the monitor side to be able to to work at 5K. So yeah, so it's pretty unlikely that the Dell uh, 5K display would be the same would, would work either. So you'd have to really put yourself into kind of a crazy connection situation. And you wouldn't get 5K. No, and you wouldn't be able to to use two of them. I mean, what they promised there, if it could come to pass, and one hopes that after they get past these quality control issues, these early teething pains, it'll be all right, is really, really pretty, pretty interesting because you can equip these things now with what? Up to two terabyte solid state drive, you want to spend $1,400 more. You can put two external displays, get the fastest processor and graphics chip, and this 15-inch MacBook Pro can be a pretty interesting environment, work environment. And, of course, that leaves Apple with other decisions, which is, will they give you the same capability with the next iMac? I mean, could you buy a 5K iMac and add two more 5K displays to go with it? Uh, very likely. I mean, they'll, they'll likely put Thunderbolt 3 they'll on. They'll find a yeah. way. They'll find I a found- way. I found a support article from Apple, in fact, that talks about these 4K and 5K displays and dual cable displays, and they're very specific. You know, some displays with resolutions higher than 4K require two display port cables to just connect to the display at full resolution. Okay. We've got Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP Hardened Generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP Hardened Solar Generator Energy Insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow Allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-615-7709. That's 800-615-7709. 800-615-7709. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free 
reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with reputationdefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit reputationdefender.com. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So Adam is talking about the conundrum of adding a 5K display to your MacBook Pro. And of course, we have the single product, the LG. But you had found a support document from Apple about what's involved. Yeah, they're pretty clear that um, some displays with resolutions higher than 4K require two DisplayPort cables to connect the display at full resolution. And they specifically list the Dell 27-inch 5K display and the HP 27-inch 5K display, which are supported by the iMac and the Mac Pro, because those can do multiple multiple DisplayPort. That means hooking up a single display. Point is here is that Dell and HP know this, so I would think here that... If Apple adds this Thunderbolt 3 capability to the next iMac, which I expect they will, and maybe comes out with a new Mac Pro, there's a market there that maybe Dell and HP can fill if they could meet the connection requirements. Yeah, I don't have a feel for whether or not Thunderbolt 3 is going to be attractive to enough vendors outside of Apple, and particularly outside of sort of the Apple sphere. Dell and HP, are they going to bother putting the, the Thunderbolt 3 controller and everything on if it's only going to be relevant to Apple customers? You know, that can't be the majority of their sales. So I don't know, but uh, I would be surprised. On the other hand, PC companies add all sorts of ports. Remember, Thunderbolt 3 is an industry standard, so on high-end Windows workstations, I can't imagine it will not come. It's not going to be just for Apple. Yeah, but Thunderbolt itself hasn't gotten much in the way of support from other players. So that's part of the issue. It's not just whether or not it's, you know, it may be an industry standard, but that still doesn't mean that it's something that is widespread enough that they feel they want to, you know, put space on their machine for it. So then again, it does use USB-C as the port. So if they're going to add USB-C, some might say, oh, well, heck, let's just go all the way and put Thunderbolt in so that we get that without any, without an additional connector. Now, I didn't do a full search, but I did find a listing of Windows notebooks with Thunderbolt 3, and there were dozens and dozens of them. Just a point. Clearly, this is a difficult product to make. You know, we've got three of them as far as we know, Dell, HP, and LG. So we are not talking something which has become a commodity in any way. Well, it's 5K. It's going to be a long time. When you start getting $300, $400 4K TV sets, you'll see a lot of that. Of course, you can get those now. Yeah, I mean, literally I, speaking, you can get a 4K TV set for three, $400. There must be something about 5K, which is hard. Maybe the yield on the panels is low. You know, they keep making them, but the, there's just too many, too many dead pixels. Or something else is difficult. 
Because given how gorgeous 5K is, particularly at these sizes, I think people would buy them. You know, there is no question. If you're a photographer or a designer, someone who's working with images a lot, you want those 5K. You want that display. The iMac has been very popular for that because it's such a pretty screen. Well, okay, so we can kind of assume the next iMac will have this capability. What's going to happen with the Mac Pro? I mean, obviously, (laughs) if Apple is doing things to make its other hardware more suitable for professional users, the use of a Mac Pro is lessened. And I created this hypothetical, and you can just jump along with me or tell me I'm crazy, which most people do. My wife has been telling me I'm crazy for 40 years now. And I admitted it. Okay, so the next iMac, let's assume it goes to Thunderbolt 3 USB-C. It's got the capability of driving two external 5K displays. All right? Now, you can already put a Fusion Drive in there. Why not have Apple decide in this hypothetical to offer up to two SSDs inside there? Okay? Two SSDs if someone wants to spend an extra thousand or two. So suddenly you've got an iMac with more professional capability. There are some core, eight core and what? Six and eight core processors from Intel out there that Apple's never used. I don't know how good they are. But Apple could theoretically offer an eight core, high-end iMac, two internal solid-state drives, maybe extra ports or just the existing ports that can drive two 5K displays and two more thunderbolt ports for everything else offer this as a configuration that might cost four or five thousand dollars wouldn't that take away most of the market for the mac pro it would and the reason is actually because the the mac pro was some would say designed incorrectly for professionals the new circular one and the reason for that is is that what Apple decided to do with, with the new Mac Pro was to basically make it so that it was not internally expandable. That you would, if you wanted to add more storage, you wanted to put in special processing capabilities, things like that, you would do that as an external box. And that's a strategy. I mean, there's no question that that's one way to do things. But it's often slower to have to connect via an external bus of some sort than to have things on the internal buses. For some professionals, not being able to have internal expansion was a real problem. So if the iMac were significantly speed bumped uh, in terms of the processor capabilities and the amount of RAM it could have and some level of internals, that would make it a great, powerful professional machine, but it would still have this problem of not being internally expandable in the ways that professionals want. You can't predict them is the problem. That you'll think, oh, well, two, two SSDs ought to be more than fine. And then you talk to some you know, video editing professional who's like, what do you mean two? I have 10. I need to do this incredible, crazy thing with this, you know, this super special hardware that I need to be able to plug in an expansion card. This is why the the so-called cheese box grader Mac Pros that the, that the circular one replaced were were pretty popular. Was that you could put a lot of stuff in those, you know, expansion cards, lots of storage, things like that. So at that point, I agree, there isn't that much reason for the Mac Pro. It's simple as that. Now you could 
potentially suggests that the Mac Pro would go back in the other direction, which is to become more of a, a box that, that could take some expansion. And I don't have a sense of that. Um, well, here's the thing, too. I was thinking, what would it take to make a Mac Pro, take the existing one, make it larger, but not as large as the cheese grater version, two internal drives, two processor sockets, and a couple of expansion cards? Apple knows well, miniaturization. It wouldn't be yeah. as big as the cheese grater. It wouldn't weigh 10 pounds or 11 pounds, maybe weigh 15, 20 pounds. Feels difficult to me just in terms of the form factors. Could be possible. I just don't have a feel for what the requirements are with those high end cards and, and things like that. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that Apple may be saying, no, no, Thunderbolt really is the answer. That Thunderbolt 3 is so much faster than Thunderbolt 2 that. We know you didn't like the external expansion um, with Thunderbolt 2 and, the, and the, the, you know, the previous models, but really Thunderbolt 3 will do everything you want. And it's possible that is the answer, that the third, the third time is the charm. So we will see if you know, the companies that make these expansion units and uh, expansion cards and expansion uh, drives and things like that are willing to go to Thunderbolt 3 as well as you know, to be able to support all this. Because if that happens and Apple puts Thunderbolt 3 across the entire Mac line, then yeah, maybe it's not an issue. The thing I guess a lot of people are concerned about here is the fact that Apple has said nothing about the Mac Pro. And not to hear a thing about the desktop roadmap or the roadmap for desktops, which is the way Tim Cook put it, which implies a plural, not just updating the iMac. That's not really enough. I think he should have done, if they're going to update the Mac Pro, what he did before and say, Mac Pro, they're not selling enough to matter right now. Say something. Give people some reassurance. More reassuring words on the other side. I think that would be helpful. <laughs> with no Gene and Adam on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives, custom knives made in America. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Attention small business owners. Want to save money on your employee health insurance plan? Learn the little-known solution that could save thousands of dollars on your health insurance benefits and save your employees money, too. Call Health Markets for a free consultation, and one of our 3,000 local agents will show you how to make health care reform work for you. We'll design customized solutions for your business that can lower health care costs for you and your employees. We'll work directly with you to determine your needs. We search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide. You'll also find out if tax credits could save you money. Best of all, the service is free of charge. See why Health Markets has enrolled Americans in more than 2 million insurance policies. You don't have to wait for open enrollment to lower your cost. Call now. Find out how much you and your employees could be saving. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-930-5137. That's 800-930-5137. 800-930-5137. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Regardless of where it is, do you think Adam Inks of Tidbits and Take Control books at Apple is ever going to upgrade the Mac Pro again? I do, actually. It feels to me like the iMac isn't quite the thing for what professionals want, much as many of us who were 
Power Mac and then Mac Pro users uh, for years and years and years finally moved to the iMac because it really was enough. But I do feel as though there are some high-end markets that really um, uh, make for or you that really want something more than what an iMac can provide. And I think Apple will take take another swing at it, but that may just be wishful thinking. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was more confident in saying that. I, I do think they'll upgrade it, whether or not they will do so in a big way or just in, in a small spec way, I'm not sure. Well, that's obviously something that they can probably keep more of a secret than a lot of Macs because it's built... In America, so the supply chain leaks don't come as thick and as fast. I mean, there wasn't that much about the 2013 Mac Pro until it was finally announced. So what they do, they can probably keep a secret. I will still try to take Tim Cook at his word, roadmap for desktops, plural, not singular. Well, they really do serve different purposes. I mean, the Mac Mini is just very different from the iMac and the Mac Pro. The Mac Pro could be tweaked so that it's more like the Mac Pro, but Apple may not want to create a SKU that is so much more expensive than the others in the iMac line. You know, they may just be one of those things where they're like, yeah, we don't want to do this. This is, it's better to have a separate machine than to have this line overloaded. Just don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to predict Apple right now in the Mac space because, frankly, they're not acting the way they have traditionally. There's so much focus is on the iPhone and iOS in general that they're really in a different world. And you also have to think here how Apple is limited by what Intel has done with these processors. So, for example, there were complaints the MacBook Pro doesn't have KB Lake. Yeah, because the quad-core KB Lakes weren't shipping at the time those things were announced. So Intel's processor distribution is a little bit slower. Then we have the reports that Apple may want to move more and more functions for, especially like a MacBook Pro or the notebooks, to ARM, like they're doing with a touch bar. Yeah. Like maybe PowerNap. Now, is that a way station to switch to ARM, or is it just, well, they're just going to offload functions to save power? At the moment, it's it's just a way of offloading functions. Honestly, I am not enough of a chip guy to really be able to comment thoughtfully on what's going on there. From a, from a broader perspective, I have to imagine Apple is testing Macs with their, you know, their, their in-house, what are they up to, A9 chips, A10? I can't remember what the, what the A numbers are up to that they use in the, in the iPads. And the it's iPhone. A10 Fusion for the A10 iPhone Fusion, 7. Yeah. So I have to believe that Apple is putting those into prototype Macs and seeing how they work. It would be insane if they weren't doing that, because we know that before they switched to Intel, they were testing Intel chips alongside the, the Motorola chips. So Apple is not stupid, or the power, yeah, the power PC chips. And boy, it's good. Can't go back and long and long enough in history. I'm like, I can't remember who did these, but uh, but the fact is, is Apple isn't stupid. They are looking into the future, you know, years and years in terms of what they might do. And the fact that they went to completely custom chips for the iPhone and iPad says to me that they want to control more of their own destiny at the chip level as well. 
They don't want to be reliant on Intel because maybe there's an argument to be made here. Intel hasn't done what Apple wanted in terms of updating the lines that Apple needs for the Macs. And that's maybe perhaps why we haven't seen much movement in the Mac for the last couple of years. So if Apple had control over the CPU line, they would get to be able to set that schedule a little bit more carefully. Who knows? Is it going to happen this year? No, probably not. They're going to, they're going to take take some steps moving in that direction but if they you know the touch bar works on an arm chip if they add this touch bar this arm chip for power nap then they will be slowly getting all of the expertise they need to make their own family of chips i mean you also there's they got other other interesting little ones like the w1 that's in the airpods and the beats headphones so they're doing more and more custom chip work and that's i think we'll see more of that well even now i was looking here that the iphone 7 is now faster than a macbook air of course you know it's hard to really compare it because (laughs) you're two different operating systems and different capabilities and limitations and also the a10 fusion is designed and optimized for a very restricted mobile environment. If you're designed it for a Mac, you can open up a lot of things that you are going to limit. You're going to have to add features to the chip to support this these extra functions. And it's possible even that Apple's experience with the A line of chips, which are that highly restricted power saving world. Uh, they have to. They, I mean, they're trying to save battery power at all times. It's possible that experience was what that led them to say, "Huh, maybe we could make a chip that would do this for Mac, you know, MacBooks as well." And you know, w- we now know more about this than Intel does. So if we had our chip sitting between, sitting sitting in the mix, who knows exactly what it's between? But you know, and and taking over low power capabilities, you don't need a lot of processing power, right? I mean, the whole point of low power is is that you're not doing very much. But if you can do some things, you're not just off. That makes for a better user experience. You know, you come on, you know, you bring your bring your laptop back online, and mail has been coming in. Um, as opposed to having to wait for everything to come in, you know, after, you know, hours or days of not having checked. So things like that could be better, you know, having backups, being able to run even, even if you've, you know, shut the lid. So, yeah, I, I think that actually could be, you know, that would make some sense that Apple's experience with the A10 and, and, and previous chips have, uh, have informed this uh, potential few new uh, ARM chip for PowerNap. And the other question here is, can Apple go all the way? Obviously, you're not a chip guy. I'm not a chip guy. And even if performance could be made better than Intel, you still have one of the key reasons that some people buy Macs is because they can just run Mac and Windows in the same computer. They have boot camp. They have virtual machines. And right now, by having a native Intel environment, they can do that. But if it went to all ARM... Can they emulate Intel at a point where there's very little loss yeah. in performance? And I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, as I said, not enough of a chip guy for that. The, the one thing I will say is it's also conceivable, uh, just as I just conceivable, that Apple could split the line. That, you know, Apple isn't 
a chip company. That's not their primary goal. And so, whereas Intel is, and it's possible that they could say, well, for performance and Windows compatibility and whatnot, we, we're going to stick with the Intel line because you know, no one's going to be able to push that better than Intel. They just have too much experience, too many resources. But imagine a MacBook or a MacBook Air, you know, the lower end of things, maybe a Mac Mini. Um, maybe it's sufficiently cheaper for Apple to switch to their own ARM chip as the main CPU that that would allow them to bring down price or increase margin one way or the other. And, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily get the same performance, but you'd get great battery life out of a, out of a MacBook, for instance. And, um, and, you know, maybe you wouldn't get Windows, but, you know, that would be some, yeah, that would be, that would be a, a limitation of what you get for a cheaper price or a longer battery life. So, and remember uh, also here, here's, a, here's an interesting point. If you look at the teardowns of the iPhone, they allocate $26.50 to the A10 Fusion chip. Do you know what it costs to buy an Intel quad-core i7? You know, even if I Apple's getting a special discount because they buy a million of them. You ever think of the cost of those things? It's hundreds of uh, dollars. Yeah, so, it looks like it's 300 Okay, so even if Apple pays 200 for it, let's just say. Yeah. Apple pays 200 for that chip. There's an interesting issue here. We've got more to come with Adam Inks and Gene Steinberg speculating about things we know nothing about <laughs> on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you ever wanted a shortcut to getting the underground secrets to making money online and seriously grow your business? Whether it's a new business, a part-time income, or an existing business, you have this incredible limited offer to get a copy of this Amazon best-selling book on dot-com success for free. Uncover the success factors to make your business ignite. Go to secretsignite.com. That's secretsignite.com. Get your free copy now. Go to secretsignite.com. Did you know there's a new group of water contaminants with unknown health effects? These emerging contaminants lurking in your water may include prescription, over-the-counter drugs, and new types of herbicides and pesticides. 
ProPure's improved Pro 1G2.0 filter meets NSF 401 standards to help reduce these emerging contaminants. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So here's the thing. I'm just getting off on this, Adam, as, as we talk about it with this. Okay, so you're saying Apple sells ARM-based Macs and Intel-based Macs, which means that apps will have to be fat binary or something, or some chip-level way. And not like Apple hasn't done that many times before. Yes, of course. So they yeah. might be able to do the thing on the chip. I was saying this to Peter Cohen who certainly knows his games. And he says that he doesn't think they can necessarily do it. But Apple has Metal, which is a way of offloading certain functions to the GPU. If Apple could possibly do that with Intel emulation, they could probably offer it with minimal loss. So it doesn't matter whether a developer has a fat app or an Intel app. It'll run. And it'll run at great speed. And you won't have to worry about it. So I don't yeah. know. I could see that. And if you really need the Intel emulation, then you can either buy that computer optionally equipped with an Intel processor for a couple of hundred more or just buy the ones that will stay with Intel. Do you imagine how Intel's going to feel, though, if they see <laughs> Apple doing it? Obviously, they've got to be freaking right now just reading these rumors and seeing what Apple's doing with the touch bar. It's an interesting question. I don't know what percentage of, Apple, of Intel sales Apple accounts for. Well, they obviously buy more high-end ships than a lot of companies. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a. I mean, I say it's never good if you know one of your, one of your uh, primary customers uh, is experimenting with how they could how they could leave you. But nonetheless, I, you know, if it's if it's you know five percent of Intel's sales, that's one thing. If it's fifteen or twenty percent, that's a whole nother. Even if Apple sells a third as much as Dell, that third is the rich third. Yeah, but Intel doesn't. I'm, I have to believe that Intel is pretty broadly uh, diversified in that regard. I don't. I don't think that Apple would be. You know, like because the problem is, is that you want to talk about the people who really spend money on processors. It's the PC gamers and people building. You know, big iron PCs and you know serious servers and things like that. So it's not like Apple is somehow a special client. I would think to Intel. I don't think Apple's doing anything sufficiently unique with those chips. Well, obviously, Xeons, which will be found, of course, on most web servers, they're very expensive chips. You know, if you think of hundreds of dollars for a core chip, think of thousands of dollars for some of those high end Xeons. So that's yeah. a big source of money. The key here, though, is certainly Apple wants things from Intel that maybe they're not delivering yet, which is more power efficiency and better performance. Because another big problem here is if you buy a Mac two or three years ago and compare it to today's Mac, performance differences are really negligible. You might see them on a benchmark, but perception is not going to be a big deal. Apple gains a lot more performance with faster solid-state drive buses. Yeah. Yeah, performance is definitely one of those things where for many 
people, it's flatlined for quite a while. You just don't need any more. That said, I do think, you know, I've having you know, talked to programmers over the years, there are people who say, yeah, if I had a lot more performance, I could do some really interesting things. So Apple has to be a little careful in, in the sense of, you know, they, they, you do want to keep adding performance, not so much because, oh, it's necessary for writing email and browsing the web, but because someone will come up with an app which is just unimaginable without that performance, that it really needs to be able to do some serious crunching in the background to do something that just seems magic. And yeah, who knows what that is? That's the whole point. But until you've got the performance, you can't even conceive of that app. So let's see what Apple does next with this dual processor situation, ARM and Intel. In the meantime, you've been doing a lot of things lately. You've been a busy bee and you got something now, which we call the Tidbits Content Network. I do Apple Consulting. To some degree. So I'm interested. Well, so yeah. So, so here's the thing. Um, you, for the consulting, you know that consulting is, and frankly, a lot of business in general is more about re- maintaining relationships than it is about solving specific problems, right? That you need to know who you're working with, what their problems are, how they like to work, all those kinds of things. And so, so you know, so it's really, you know, the human side of the equation is what's big. And, you know, we're all geeks, so that can be a little hard at times. So, you know, I can't tell you the number of conferences I've gone to where they have an entire track of how consultants can better interact with people um, and, you know, and like just that kind of stuff. But, but here's what's, what the hard part is, which is while you're out, you know, working for one person, you're not talking to another. And there's just only so much time in the day for both consultants and for clients. So what we see consultants doing more and more is relying on their blogs and their email newsletters and social media as a way of just staying foremost in in clients' minds. It's like, oh, right. You know, I did have that problem and I need to get someone to come in and, you know, get someone to come in and look at it. If you don't have that constant little reminder that you exist, you're out of sight, out of mind. And this is this is the really the big thing that's been been hitting on the internet, frankly, for a couple of years now. It's called content marketing. And the idea is is that sure you could market yourself. You could you could send email to your clients, you know, every month saying, hey, I'm great. You should you should come and you should call me because I'm great and you should, you know, I can solve your problems. But let's face it, no one wants to read that, particularly repeatedly. So the idea behind content marketing is instead of saying, hey, I'm great, or hey, don't you need to call me right to now, you say, here's an interesting tip that you can use right now. Here's an article that will show you how to use your Mac better, will show you how to use your iPad better. And you're not making a sales pitch, you're just maintaining contact. And you're providing something that the user says, hey, that's really cool. I didn't know I could do that. Or, you know, wow, you just, you know, you just actually made my life better. You know, with this with this article, suddenly things are better. You know, we just, we published a tip 
silly stuff, little stuff, on text navigation shortcuts using the option and shift and, and command keys with the arrow keys to navigate in text. If someone doesn't know those, if no one's ever told them, learning those modifier shortcuts for, for navigating quickly in, while writing can save you a s- insane amounts of time. It's way faster than going off to the mouse every time you need to move the cursor a little bit. So, the idea behind the Tibbetts Content Network is to give consultants content that they can publish. Because the other problem consultants have is they're busy solving problems. They don't have time to just write stuff all the time. That's what publishers are for. And we're good at that. So we've, uh, we've you know, been doing this. Actually, we've been doing it for a year, sort of behind the, behind the scenes. And we've just opened it up to, uh, to Apple consultants. So they can come and check it out at tcn.tibbets.com. All right. TCM.tidbits.com. Yep, Tidbits Content Network. So All check right. it out. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Well, as I say, if nothing else, give you something to put on your blog. Yeah, yeah those it days is. And you the other thing. can't imagine what you're going to write. I have no idea what I'm going to write before I write it. Usually not until <laughs> I'm almost finished. But what really is interesting here, of course, unfortunately, is people who have done what I'm going to do, Apple kind of replaced some of our work with the genius bar which is kind of disturbing but what are you going to do well the problem with the genius bar i mean it's sort of a nice idea that you can just go and ask ask questions and whatnot but you know even if you've got a genius bar in your area which for me it's an hour drive so you know i i've actually never been to the nearest genius bar but you know, even if it's only 15 or 20 minutes away, you're talking a 15 or 20 minute drive. You're talking going in, you're talking waiting because let's face it, they're popular and the Apple stores are mobbed these days. You talk to someone, you hope they know your problem. Um, you know, uh, the geniuses are pretty good, but they're, you know, honestly, in my mind, not actually as good as most Apple consultants. Because let's get into more of that. The have done dilemma more. of the consultants and more. With yeah. Adam Inks and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break, and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs, causing serious injuries. If you or a loved 
loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Have you ever wanted a shortcut to getting the underground secrets to making money online and seriously grow your business? Whether it's a new business, a part-time income, or an existing business, you have this incredible limited offer to get a copy of this Amazon best-selling book on dot-com success for free. Uncover the success factors to make your business ignite. Go to secretsignite.com. That's secretsignite.com. Get your free copy now. Go to secretsignite.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. I'm Maria Braus, Director of Media and Community Relations with Public Supermarkets. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me and Publix for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the March of Dimes fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So therefore, I was saying and this triggered a discussion with Adam, that some of the work, at least, that a consultant, an Apple consultant, used to get has been replaced by the so-called genius bar. So if you do have an Apple store where you are, and where I live now, almost anywhere within the Phoenix metro area, there's an Apple store within 15-minute drive or 20-minute drive at the most. There are just a whole bunch of them, as there are in a lot of big cities. So I've seen that. You're saying here that there are things a genius can do, but there are things where that's not going to really work. I really think it comes down to sort of a different level of service. So the geniuses, as I said, no question, they're smart people, they're well-trained, et cetera, et cetera. But 
most of them have not been doing this for five or 10 or 15 or 20 years, which is true of many of the consultants I know. So consultants just have more experience. Frankly, consultants also do house calls, you know, office calls. You can take your stuff to the Genius Bar, but if it's more than just a laptop, it starts to get kind of hard. You know, laptop, iPhone, iPad, not a problem. But, you know, if you've got an iMac, you're having troubles with your backups, you've got backup, external backup drives. Yeah, you might be able to get help at the Genius Bar, but it's going to be a royal pain to schlep everything in there and try to set it up and get get them to work with you. Well, you know, I have one former client like that, Adam, where she will schlep her iMac to the Apple Store, which is a 15-minute drive from her house. She has to put it in the car take the car to the place and she can't park in front of the Apple store. She has to go to a nearby parking lot. So she's walking half a block or a block. I suppose she could walk in the store and beg for someone to come out and help her. And probably somebody would, but then she has to go book the schedule, go to the store, wait for her turn, wait for somebody to do something. And how much time is she saving? I guess if she adds it up by the hour, Yeah, she is saving money. But then if if the problem, as you say, is related to something hooked up at her home, what about her router not being set properly or needed to be reset or rebooted? What about an external drive? What about the printer? She can't do that at Apple. Yep. No, it's absolutely true. And it's sort of the same thing. I mean, in many ways, consultants have become a little bit like, I don't know, electricians or plumbers. You know, we all need our internet connections and our computers and our iPhones and our iPads to keep working. And some stuff you can do by yourself. You can go to Home Depot. You can you can buy a, you know some parts and fix some stuff yourself. You know, you can talk to the people there, and hopefully they'll they'll tell you how to do something. But I'm perfectly capable of doing plumbing, but I hate it. You know, it takes me forever, and I never have the right parts. I never have the right tools. I do it once every five years, so I'm trying to remember, well, yeah, where's my pipe wrap and all this kind of stuff. Plumber comes, 40 minutes, you know, 30 minutes, he's done. It's one of those things where if you've got time and you don't have money, maybe it's worth schlepping your iMac around. Personally, I hate putting computers, big computers in cars. I'm always worried that I'm going to drop it or bump it or something and cause more problems. So, you know, I I can't really imagine taking an iMac into an Apple store regularly. (laughs) But yeah, it's, you know, if your time is worth something, a consultant can get in and out and probably possibly even solve problems you didn't know you had when they show up at your house and, you know, something doesn't work the way you expect, but you've just been kind of working around it the whole time. And they're like, oh, yeah, you just got to twiddle this on the router. Boom. Problem solved. That's the kind of stuff you can get from a, from a good consultant. And that's why, you know, I say also maintaining these relationships is so important because the consultant knows who you are and knows what your set- setup is. They can do a lot more for you. And similarly, if you're reading stuff and they're publishing on their blog and their newsletter, and you're like, oh, that was a great article about such and such. I want to do that. Can you help me get set up to be able to accomplish that task? I read the article, but you know it's still more complicated than I'd like to do myself. So you never know what's going to work as a consultant. But you know everyone's working in a, in a changing business environment, so you got to do things that will fight back against the you know the free genius bar comp- competition. I have a question here with Apple Care, and I've never really had occasion to use it, though I've had the policies with something like an iMac or a Mac Pro. Do they make a home visit? Uh, generally, no. 
with those, you have to often take them to an Athabal authorized service center. So with laptops, Apple Carrier is absolutely great about sending you a box and uh, shipping it back and forth. Um, once you get into bigger stuff, maybe it's an option if you literally cannot, you know, it's not possible to get to an Apple authorized reseller um, or an Apple authorized service center. But every time I've had a problem with a desktop machine, I've had to take it somewhere here in Ithaca where I live. Whereas when I've ever I've had a MacBook problem, Apple's been more than happy to drop ship me a box. Now, this is really tricky. I'm looking at the options here. Apple hardware coverage. Okay. It says here, on-site repair for desktop computers. Request that technician come to your work site. And then they've got terms and conditions. Okay? Mm-hmm. Depends on the new. country in which the <laughs> service okay. is requested, the location of the Apple-authorized service provider. Apple may also request that the customer replace components with readily installable parts. Yeah. And here's the thing also to keep in mind. When you're getting that service, a lot of times those are Apple authorized service uh, people, which means they're consultants who have done the necessary training and you know worked with Apple and all of that so they can get the parts and do everything, but they're not Apple. You know, they're going to be in essence working for Apple in this regard. They have their own consulting or sales business as well. I mean, one of the things that people don't often quite think about is that we have so many Apple stores all over the country, but there are still hundreds of independent Apple resellers out there. Little stores where they're serving customers, you know, frankly, I've heard this in a couple of different ways. Uh, there's some of the, some of them talk about, we're, we're targeted at adults. You know, I mean, the Apple stores, let's face it, young and hip. And if you're in your 50s or 60s, you might not want to deal with young and hip and loud music and all that. You might want to have someone who's going to sit and talk to you about what your needs are with a little bit more of a calm and understanding environment. So independent Apple resellers still exist and are still totally a, a great way to buy a Mac. So there it goes, yeah. There are independent dealers still in the Phoenix area, even though there were so many Apple stores. I guess they feel there's enough business for them to keep going. And certainly if you live in a place where it's a small town and there's no nearby Apple store or middle-sized city, I can see where yeah. they can carve out a good business for themselves. They often do other stuff on the side, too. So, you know, the resellers will often, as I say, they'll do the service, they'll do the consulting. They're full-service businesses, um, a little bit more so than the Apple stores where, you know, you have to go in and hope that you got, a, got an appointment you can get. So, anyway. Anyway, Adam Inks, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. <laughs> All over the place. So, you can read our weekly newsletter uh, at tidbits at tidbits.com. You can see our Take Control books at www.takecontrolbooks.com. And for those who are consultants or resellers or other Apple professionals who want to provide content to their clients, check out our new Tidbits Content Network at TCN, as in Tidbits Content Network, tcn.tidbits.com. Thanks, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. See you soon. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. Is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention, Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hello, Belly Flattening Helpline. Hi, is this the number for the free trial of that Belly Flattening Breakthrough Somabiotics? It is. We're giving away free trials to anyone, male or female, who's over 18 and wants to flatten their belly fast. I heard that Somabiotics is so effective, it can actually cleanse pounds of sludge from your belly. Is that true? Sure is. Somabiotics is scientifically formulated with natural ingredients to flatten bloated bellies fast by cleansing pounds of rotting food and toxic sludge from your body. It even combats periodic heart burn and acid reflux, so you'll look and feel great. If your belly flattening results are too dramatic, simply reduce use to every other day. Wow, I'm glad I called. If you're over 18 and want to flatten your belly fast, call now for a free trial of Soma Biotics. 1-800-957-5396. But hurry, call now for details while they're still giving these trials away for free. 1-800-957-5396. If lines are busy, try again. That's 1-800-957-5396. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. All right, guys, we're ready for our Four Seasons sunroom, and Daddy's going to get a rec room with refreshments. Oh, no, we'll be sleeping under the stars. Mom, what about the one with, you know, the fun? Nice try, little bro. It's a gym, my gym. Hey, Grandma's getting her Four Seasons garden room, weather tight and still like being outdoors. Maybe a living room. Oh, no, wait, a family hub. Yeah! No matter what the budget, the season, or the climate, Four Seasons Sunrooms let you and your family enjoy the outdoors inside. Call now to hear more about these great offers from the premier manufacturer of sunrooms since 1975. More reasons for Four Seasons Now. To find out more, call toll-free 800-848-6333. That's 800-848-6333.
What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. Folks, the people who use Skype often put their own pictures or something on there as an avatar. And we have a picture here of Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. He's wearing his specs and he's smiling. And I said to him, Josh, how can anyone smile the way things are these days? And you said... The key to it to surviving any situation is a positive mental attitude. Okay. It's what, a, it's what Cody Lundeen, who's, uh, if you ever watched a dual survival on Discovery, he was on there for a couple seasons. He's kind of this crazy hippie guy. Never wore shoes anywhere. He'd walk through briars and on and ice and stuff with no shoes on. And uh, he wrote this book called uh, 98.6 Degrees, How to Keep Your Ass Alive. And one of the things he talks about in the book is uh, cultivating what he calls a party on attitude. And, you know, basically, no matter what happens, you lose your, your way of making fire, you, something ruptures, whatever, you break your leg, you say, well, party on, you keep on carrying on as best as you can with the most positive attitude you can. So, and that's, I've sort of adopted that as a life philosophy, and it's working pretty well. That's good to know. So, you smile no matter what happens. Yeah, well, I'm not the biggest smiler in the world. I will smile for photos, but, you know, I do keep a, a positive attitude, and it, it generally helps. All right, I'll have to think about that. Should Apple be smiling about the Apple TV and where it's going? You know, <laughs> it seems like it's not quite there yet. What's your perception? No, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's it's not anywhere near where it probably should be. You know, I mean, Apple should keep a positive attitude about it no matter what, but I, I definitely don't think... It's where, it's where it should be. It's it's a product that from the start, you know, it didn't skate to where the puck was going. It skated to where the puck already was or actually a little bit behind where it was. And uh, it sort of stayed there. That's an interesting point here. Where is the puck going? Well, so that's the thing. I don't think anyone really knows. I, I think Apple's key, and, and we've heard this from many sources, you know, I, I think Apple's plan was to uh, well, the the Mark Gurman story in Bloomberg uh, that we've seen indicates this. They wanted it to be a cable box. They wanted a total all-in-one solution. Uh, but the rea- the business reality is not there. Comcast didn't want to play ball. Amazon doesn't want to play ball. You know, it's it's very much a, a dog eat dog Game of Thrones sort of space. And so, I mean, they can throw all the hardware they want into an Apple TV, although they haven't really done that, have they? But it doesn't matter unless they can get all the players on board. And all the players have their own goals. that They, they all want to be doing the same thing Apple wants to do. So that's really the challenge in this space. And that's going to be a challenge for everyone in this space, except you know maybe the Comcasts of the world, because they do own the data pipes. They own a lot of the content now with the purchase of NBC. They own uh, a lot of the boxes that go to people's houses. You know, their Comcast of all companies is probably best positioned in this space, and Apple is very much on the outside looking in. But you look at this here, the way things are going, the only companies that have been able to do what they assumed Apple would do would be this kind of slim bundle 
the only ones doing that are direct TV because they already have existing relationships with the entertainment companies mm-hmm. and Dish Network. And both cases, because they have those relationships, they can just carve out a different kind of package, whereas right. Apple has to start from scratch. Well, but, and you also have Sony with PlayStation View. But again, they already have ties to the entertainment business. So Now, some people try to compare this to when Apple signed up the music companies, when they brought out iTunes and the iPod. The difference is the music companies were suffering, as someone says, bigly. They were really <laughs> suffering bad because of the fact we had Napster and all this piracy. They had no clue how to deal with the online world. So at that mm-hmm. time, Apple got them to agree because they were desperate to agree. But NBC and CBS, these companies, are not desperate to agree right now. Right. And even of- then, they instead of just having contracts with existing cable and satellite companies, they have their own apps. Mm-hmm. They have their own yeah. services like CBS All Access or Hulu. Right. They, they don't want to give control over like the music company companies did and nor do they need to and the other factor in this and i've heard this from people inside the tv business the number one thing that holds apple back is its strong privacy stance it does not want to collect viewer data it does not want to share viewer data which if you're like me and you're privacy conscious is a selling point for apple but uh, it's just a fact of the matter the uh you know nbc cbs whoever they don't want to cut a lot of deals with Apple because they're not going to get any real value out of it. You know, the biggest thing for uh, these content companies, and this goes from CBS, NBC, HBO, Netflix, whoever, metrics. They want to know what you're watching, how long you're watching, who you are, why you're watching. They want to know all that. That's not always such a bad thing. You know, for instance, Netflix, is, uh, their original content that they purchase or sometimes produce themselves tends to be excellent and people tend to like it. And the reason people tend to like it is because Netflix knows what you want. You know, their first big play was House of Cards, right? And they knew from their data that people liked political thrillers, they liked David Fincher, and they liked Kevin Spacey. So they put those, they found a show that had the three of those together, they bought it, smash it. And, and people generally love the show. I certainly do. So it's one of those things, Apple, if they're really serious about this, they're going to have to probably reconsider some things. Uh, the alternative, of course, for Apple is to for themselves to invest heavily in content. But the risk there is that they could alienate the people, you know, the partners they already have, you know, like uh, Netflix, Hulu, uh, so on and so forth. So, you know, I, and Apple really is the outsider here. And there's no, you know, just easy way into this into this business because uh you know as i wrote one time in tidbits content is a unique sort of currency you know you you don't necessarily know what's going to be a big hit or what's going to flop um you know i mean you can invest billions into it and sometimes maybe it'll be good maybe it won't um you know it's tough to say i mean and and that's part of the reason these companies are so obsessed with metrics because they want to have uh, any show they invest in, any movie or whatever they invest in, they want to ha- have it have a maximal chance of success. Now, there's a point to make here, too, which some people are not considering. And that is there is so much content out there, and not just junk content. I mean, TV shows, Amazon, Netflix, excellent, excellent product 
great scripted shows, terrific actors, some Academy Award nominees or, or winners. I mean, you have all this wonderful stuff out there to watch. Who has time to watch all of it? Right now, I'm looking at a cheap cable package, actually a satellite package that I have that comes with this development. I add very little to it. I have Netflix. Occasionally, I might want to rent something from Apple. I don't spend a lot of money to do this. And I have stuff I've recorded I don't have a chance to watch yet. (laughs) So there's also how much time do you have to spend for this leisure because you have this rich amount of content. That's one thing right there. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is here when it comes to tracking what customers do, and we have to break in a moment. Vizio got in trouble because it was tracking too much information from what its customers were doing using their smart TV. And that got them into hot water. So you got to kind of watch out what you're doing to access this information. But I understand what Apple's trying to do. I just think there ought to be a way to abstract this information to know what listeners, what viewers, listeners want without necessarily sacrificing their privacy. And whatever you do, you get permission first. Not like Google, where they're tracking you unless you say, no, 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 I don't want that. Otherwise, they're after you. The network's going to be after me if I don't say this is the Tech Night Now Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Josh Centers with more to come. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Now's the time to refresh your home and save at Lumber Liquidator's Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale. Our stores are packed with the latest spring trends like modern waterproof wood look flooring. It's up to 34% off or choose from more than 200 styles of pre-finished hardwood from $149. Get deals on over 55 varieties of bamboo from $159, more from $0.59, and special financing. The Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale ends Tuesday. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you today. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. So, I raised the concern here about what happened with the privacy situation with Vizio. Yeah, I've I've heard about that, and it you know, it wasn't anything new as far as I could tell. They had, they've had this, well, just about every smart TV, um, and I'm planning to write about this soon for tidbits, but just about every smart TV has some sort of uh, data tracking that they use in different ways. And this is nothing new. It's been known uh, for a while. Just to give you a story about Vizio and how dang creepy they are as a company. Now, now the TV tracking stuff, you know, when I got my Vizio TV, I turned that stuff off right away. But um, after the screen broke, I call them up and, you know, they asked me my name, that sort of stuff. You know, nothing, you know, too invasive. And then out of the blue, they asked me, how's Tony doing? Now, that's going to chill up my spine because my, that was my dad. My dad's name was Tony. My dad died, uh, let's see, it's 20, February 2017. He died 18 years ago. <laughs> so... <laughs> How's how's my dead father doing? Okay, we're getting off to a great start here. I don't know where they got that information from, uh, but it was there's not a great way to start the conversation. You Ooh, know, it does sound like they're in the wrong business. But what year Vizio's TV set do you have? Well, I had I think it was uh, I think it was a 2014 model. It it's set to go to the dump pretty soon. I have a Sony now with uh, with Android TV. That probably has way worse tracking stuff than the Vizio did. 
Okay, 2014, that's when they started doing it. I have a 2012 Vizio. It works fine. Obviously, it's not 4K. There was no such thing as 4K then. It works fine. I have no reason to get rid of it. It does have one weird problem where sometimes it spontaneously restarts. Isn't that freaky? And I think if I just reset everything, maybe it'll be okay. But I'd rather not have to buy a new set now. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's just a pretty common thing with all these smart TVs. They, I mean, they're, they're computers. They need reboots uh, and all that stuff. I had this problem with with my Sony the other day. Like, none of the apps would load anything. I had to show my wife how to reboot the TV. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of freaky. But yeah, what you encountered there was crazy. Okay, so the networks want to have information about their audience. And Apple doesn't want to give it to them, but there's no way station, no way to abstract this information. So they get some level of audience measurements, but they can't be tracked back to any individual. Can't that be done? Well, Apple has a thing. They started doing this with iOS 10. Maybe it's in tvOS 2. I don't know. But they have a system called differential privacy. And, and what that does, the simplest layman's way I can explain it is... They do the typical, uh, you know, anonymous data gathering. That's pretty normal. But then what they do, in addition to that, because even with the so-called anonymous data gathering, you can put pieces together and figure out who's who. So what they do is they mix in a set amount of junk data, stuff that's just made up, fake data. The idea is you mix in just enough So you can't put the pieces back together, but the data statistically is fairly accurate. Of course, you can see, already see the problem with this if you're looking for analytics, if you're looking, you know, for this sort of thing uh, to tailor your content or whatever. And that is you're still still dealing with noise. Uh, You're basically introducing noise into the stream. And for certain applications and for certain companies, that's just uh, not going to be acceptable. All right, so I can see where that's an issue, and I understand the problem with the networks. But like I said, I don't know that these slim packages give you anything more than you can get already from basic cable or basic satellite. I mean, with satellite and cable, they offer a 12- or 24-month package. I have a basic collection, and I think they're starting now to try to separate them in a better way so you have more variety. Regardless, after one or two years, it's over. It goes to the normal price. And then, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll leave to the rival service, and especially if you have satellite. You can go, if you already have Dish Network, you go to DirecTV. And you say, I'll go to DirecTV. What do you have for me this week? And they'll give you another deal. They always do. If you have DirecTV, maybe they'll give you a discount on your AT&T wireless service or something. Or if you are in the cities they cover their internet service, it's always a way to get something. So I don't understand Sling TV or PlayStation View. It doesn't make sense to me because you can get that already and the price differential isn't that great. Am I completely off base here? What? Here's why I I was subscribed to PlayStation View, even though I, I also have a basic Comcast package. And it comes down to a few things. One, I enjoyed the flat rate pricing. You know, there's no, you don't have to cut a deal. You don't have to, you know, get on the phone and play Donald Trump to, you know, get a decent price. You don't have to talk to anybody on the phone. It's all online. There's no contract. 
And so, you know, there are certain channels I wanted to watch, especially during football season. You know, I wanted uh, my package, my Comcast package doesn't have ESPN, NFL Red Zone. I can't get my package without an upgrade and all the all this crap. So, you know, for me, it just made more sense to go to PlayStation View, sign up, pay the $35 a month for a few months. And then after the Super Bowl, I canceled it. And, uh, you know, I got to watch all the football I wanted to and, uh, you know, watch some of the other stuff that isn't on my cable package and, uh, you know, generally enjoyed it. You know, the main thing, uh, the main thing that's bad with these slim bundles is that uh, in a lot of places you don't get the local channels. And for me, that's important. And if you live near a city, um, you can just get some cheap rabbit ears and take care of that problem. Uh, very easily. Well, but, right now, uh, though, it's not quite rabbit ears anymore. It's digital. And they're a little different from rabbit ears. But as you say, you actually could get fairly decent coverage if you live in a fairly large city and you're not far. Of course, the reason we have cable TV originally was because people lived in areas either because they had lots of large buildings like New York City, where the signal kept bouncing and you kept getting a lot of ghosts and everything and you live too far from the station and you couldn't pick them up and that's why we had cable tv where you had a single antenna that would distribute the signal to everybody that's before they had local origination for programming and the various networks but that's how cable started right. for people who didn't live in an area where they could get decent tv reception mm-hmm. and now you have to live in a certain area to get cable <laughs> i don't know well, where i live now we have to take what they give us mm-hmm. because it's provided by the development. They won't let anybody wire. They won't let Dish Network or DirecTV come in here and put their own dishes. They will let you do it, but they set conditions that are impossible to meet. But it's free. I think I pay for the DVR and that's it. So I get some benefit out of the thing. I get eh, so-so grade internet. But at least I have something, and it makes it, you know, more livable, having that, because it's not an expensive place. And having that makes it a less expensive place, and I can see a lot of cheaper places that offer less, and I'd have to pay for all these extra services. That's how things go. Okay, so I agree about the problems with the Slim Bundle, the Sling TV, especially about local stations, and this was a problem. And I understand Apple wanted to give you local stations, too, and also they had a problem with that. I think they tried to work backwards from the networks that either own stations or have affiliates. But there are local stations, by the way, not affiliated with a network. Do you know that? In a larger city. And so that's always a problem. They have independent stations that may be affiliated with more than one network, depending on the time of day. It's a very very complicated. But as I said, I don't think that works. Anyway, we back to the Apple TV. Apple couldn't make it work, so the product is there. But is it true they just released it because they couldn't go any further with it in terms of the contracts? They had this design. They couldn't bring out the slim bundle. So they said, okay, let's do what we can with the Apple TV. So this is the door number two product. This is the plan B product. Is that fair to say? I'm going to ask for your answer in a moment. I want to tell you about the Tech Night Owl Plus. And the Tech Night Owl Plus is a way for you neighbors to support our work, our support this show directly by becoming a member. You go to plus.technightowl.com, P 
www.lus.technightowl.com, we offer a commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio. For a modest monthly, even weekly, an annual five-year, even a lifetime subscription rate, we actually have people who think I'm going to be around for a while. And so they've invested in me and gotten lifetime subscriptions, plus.technightowl.com. We're talking about Apple TV and its possibly unrealized potential and whether Apple can do more with it or this is it, folks. Of course, what's the competition doing? We have Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives. Made in America. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, back to the Apple TV. Josh Centers, do you think it was Plan B? Oh, yeah. It totally was. I've kind of heard what happened. It's nothing I I can really say at the moment, but I'll say this. There is a deal that went very badly, and Apple was basically pushed into launching the thing. And they basically had to scramble together a plan B very quickly and ship it out. It's why a lot of things don't seem right on the Apple TV, while a lot of things just don't come together very well, because... Uh, It was very much a plan B, very much sort of a last-minute deal. Uh, Mark Gurman 
he touches on it a bit. He doesn't get the full the full picture in there, but he touches on it in that Bloomberg story he released uh, this week. Um, now, just to point out before you go on with the Bloomberg story, mm-hmm. Daniel Aaron Dilger of Apple Insider eviscerates it. I think John Gruber eviscerates it too. Yeah, well, um, I think that's fair because I don't think it tells the full story, and that's really all I can say about that. And uh, it, it's probably a case. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining German probably knows the same thing I do, and, and has the same problem where he can't get anyone to actually confirm it because it it's not a good thing. But anyway, so I mean, that's basically the case that it's very much a Plan B, and uh, Apple just kind of scrambled. Th- I mean, the hardware had been in the works for a while, but then the uh, the software end had to be cobbled together kind of at the last minute. It, I mean, it explains why. I mean, you know, Apple worked on this thing for years, and then when you get the finished product, it didn't feel finished, at least for a few months. So, yeah, that's very frustrating. I'm sure it's frustrating. I mean, I'm sure it's beyond frustrating on Apple's part. The thing is, I don't think Apple really knows what the heck they're doing in this TV space. You know, they're sort of stuck in limbo with the Apple TV. They don't really know how to go forward, but they can't get rid of it. Because the Apple TV is is a crucial ecosystem play. I mean, you know, you you can't have an iTunes movie store without an Apple box to play this stuff on the TV. I mean, I guess they could do licensing deals and have like an Android TV app and all that. I but I mean that's that's just not how Apple does business. So you know, that's essentially the situation you're looking at with the Apple TV right now. It's neither neither alive nor dead. You know, the rumor is they're about to come up with a 4K box. Uh, I guess they'll do HDR and all that, but not really do anything else interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm glad to see that, but it's still too little too late. They're still skating to where the puck already was. They're not moving forward. And I don't really see anyone in the, tech, in the uh, pure tech space moving forward with this thing. I, I think the future here, you're going to have to have a certain amount of content as leverage. You know, I think uh, a company like Comcast and a company like AT&T, I, I think they're well positioned in this space. Of course, the problem with those companies are, you know, they've never been big on software and they've never really been great with hardware or any of that stuff. So, I mean, it's it's sort of a, to pardon the expression, uh, what you call a Mexican standoff. You know, you got the software, you know, you got the companies like Apple and Google that can do that sort of thing, the hardware and the software. And then you have uh, companies like Comcast and AT&T that hold all the content, that own the pipes, and they have conflicting interests. They both want control of that space. And uh, But, you know, when, when it you know comes time to draw, it's the content that people come for. And so if that means putting up with a slow, crappy cable box, okay, well, that's what you do to get the content. You know, what's interesting here about that, and there was, and I think it's going away because of the new administration, a plan from the FCC to allow third-party set-top boxes. But you see, this is where maybe Apple could do something in the sense, just like you have CarPlay, where you bring the iPhone user interface into the infotainment system of many, many recent cars. And that is, allow, you do have apps now for different services available on Apple TV, but do something that more integrates with the Apple TV interface and therefore offer an Apple TV experience for your customers or an Android experience. And this way, the companies who make these devices are able to benefit from you using their products. And sure, Comcast and DirecTV are not selling you the boxes or leasing it for the rest of your life, 
but they get your business. They lock you in as a user of iOS with their user experiences, maybe offer special deals or things like that. They still earn money from you. They don't have to support the set-top box because you don't need one. You have a way to just hook up to the thing and get in. Now, part of the problem with that, of course, is the cable card or the little security card, the thing they use that allows you to decode their signal. That's why you need the cable box. What it does, it's built in with some kind of encryption code. And when you order your cable service, they provision that box on the basis of its serial number and MAC address and everything to accept that signal. With satellite TV, it's kind of the same thing. You've got to decrypt. Now, if Apple could work a way of doing that with its Apple TV hardware, where they work with these companies to allow you in software or something to access their service, what is lost from that? How do they lose? They keep a customer. Instead of using two boxes, you use one. Right. Well, you know, a- Apple, I mean, they, they already tried that with the Apple TV. It, it blew up in their faces. They're, they're not going to do it again. I mean, here's the thing. Companies like Comcast are sharks, and they don't believe in a win-win scenario. They very much play a zero-sum game. They do not want to let Apple or Google or anybody else in on their business. They want to own the whole stack because their biggest fear is becoming a dumb pipe. And they will basically do anything to keep that from happening. They do not uh, negotiate in good faith. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're not to be trusted. And I don't think Apple will ever try to work with any of these companies directly again. It's just an impenetrable space. I mean, the, you know, they're sharks. That, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And, and it's their way of seeing the world. Um, so, yeah, you're never going to see, at least uh, without an enormous shakeup in the industry, you're not going to see anything like an Apple-powered Comcast bot. That's that's never happening. Um, you know, to go back to the cable card, th- well, cable card is a disaster. You know, John Gruber famously told the story about he had to have two cable cards as TiVo. The guy from Comcast showed up with two, just two. One of them didn't work. Okay, well, I'll leave you this one that works. And then I'll come back with a working one later. They brings just the one. Oh, that one doesn't work either. Okay, well, let me take both of them. You know, I mean, you know, and even if, you know, they went through the silly thing with the FCC to make them open up their boxes, you could, you better believe Comcast and Time Warner, these other companies, they would have done everything they could to passive aggressively shut the whole thing down. You know, that's why cable card never took off. You, you know, you can't have the government go to these companies and tell them to do X, Y, and Z. They will find every way that, you know, if they don't want to do it, they will find every way they can to make sure it doesn't happen. Well, the only um, way you can make them do it really, other than strong arming them, is to find a way where they profit no matter what. And as you say, if they cede control of any of their services to Apple or Google, well, you know, as a practical matter, I think that's more ego than losing money. But whatever it is, it's their pipes. They can do what the heck they want with it. And they may feel that they're making so much money on these set-top boxes, forcing you to rent them or to buy them, that they'd rather keep that business. I guess that's mm-hmm. part of it right there. They want to keep that business, and it means billions of dollars to them. And there you go. Well, let's get back to Apple TV. So Apple TV comes out, Plan B doesn't have 4K support. And the guy who wrote the Bloomberg article, he doesn't seem to understand the products that well. 
because he talks about a wider color reproduction. He doesn't understand HDR, mm-hmm. which kind of surprised me. Doesn't he know what HDR is? So 4K and HDR. Now, third-party boxes already have 4K and some have HDR. So this is another area where Apple released a product with last year's parts. Now, they're criticized for that with the MacBook Pro, but then Intel didn't get the parts out in time. Mm -hmm. In a case like this, at the time that the Apple TV fifth generation came out, they already had A-series chips that could decode 4K video because you could take 4K video on your iPhone. So I don't understand that at all. Let's get into that with Josh Centers. Dissecting the Apple TV, a missed opportunity for Apple. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow Allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-615-7709. That's 800-615-7709. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. 
You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So about... 4K and HDR. Couldn't Apple have done that in 2015? Or were they still waiting for HDR to be fine-tuned? Yeah, I mean, they could have done it. This stuff isn't, you know, that new. Uh, There's no real reason why they couldn't have. I mean, you know, what the Bloomberg article said was that, in fact, you know, they wanted to keep their enormous margin in the Apple TV. And, and, and I don't believe that, that in them for a moment because I don't think the cost of the chips is going to be that much different. You realize that the A-series chips are not that expensive. Right. But, yeah, I believe it because, I mean, App, Apple is all about that margin. And it's, it's definitely a, a Tim Cook thing. So I, I totally believe it. And, and there's not really another reason why they would do that. 4K wasn't new then. I mean, the Fire. I mean, the Fire TV had already been updated to 4K. You know, Apple is just behind the, or maybe it was a little bit after. I can't remember. But I mean, Apple is already behind the times when they came out with the thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's very frustrating. As someone who's a fan of Apple TV and and you know, wrote two books about it, and the whole thing is just frustrating. I don't think they know what they're doing uh, in TV. I don't think they care that much. You know, I I think it's one of those areas of Apple where the morale is very low. Uh, because, uh, you know, certain visions they can't pull off. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The future of Apple TV, it's going to linger. Uh, it'll probably be around forever. I don't see Apple ever killing it uh, because it's a product they need in the ecosystem. But uh, it's a product I don't see taking off, not without some kind of enormous change. Well, how much change would involve adding 4K and HDR, just an updated chip in the software? That's all they need for the for just that. But I mean, I'm talking in terms of, you know, actual uh, mass market adoption. I mean, if they come up with a new one, I, I think the best thing they could do right now 
would be come out with the new 4K one, drop the price dramatically. As a friend of mine, Bradley Chambers, tweeted uh, the other day, the Apple TV is a perfectly fine $70 product that's selling for $150. It's too high. It's too expensive. They need to rethink some of that. There's no reason at this point for there to be two storage tiers. It's totally pointless. They need to bring the price down. Maybe a 1080p model for 70 bucks and a 4K model for 100 bucks. I think that's totally fair. Um, That's still more expensive than most of the competition, or it's it's at least in line with the competition because I think the 4K Fire TV box is 100 bucks. That's what they should do to to at least boost the sales, keep the platform alive, throw a a life preserver to some of the developers who've invested in it. You know, it's just not the revolution we thought it was going to be. Well, of course, they also thought, well, maybe Apple should make a high-priced TV set, but there is no room for anything like that anymore. The TV set is well, well saturated. There are really good sets that aren't very expensive that offer 4K and HDR. So what Apple could have offered there does not exist. I do not see room for another slim cable package. It makes no sense to me. I don't think Apple could have contributed anything there. I guess unless, you know, having online access to your time-shifted shows. Because that's one thing you can't get right now, I believe, with Sling TV. You cannot get a DVR service, which is really, really a big thing. Yeah, they're adding that. Uh, PlayStation View actually has a pretty good DVR feature. It's a cloud DVR, and it keeps everything for 28 days, so you don't have to worry about fooling with storage and all that. You know, So they have that pretty well nailed down. And my understanding is that was kind of what Apple's wanted to do, and it just didn't work out. That's what I was thinking they were going to do, have internet-based DVR. But why aren't the cable and satellite companies doing that? Why do you have to have a physical hard drive? On your set-top box. That is nuts. Because they don't have to. (laughs) I mean, think about it. For them, they would have to, you know, buy all this data center space or they'd have to build data centers. That's expensive. That's a big expense. Why do that? Just ship the 15-year-old box that has a hard drive in it. Who cares? Uh, What else are they going to do? And that's the whole thing with, with a company like Comcast. And this is why they're so intent on controlling every part of their stack. Because then they don't have to do anything. You know, if you want to watch X, Y, and Z, you, you got to come to Comcast or, you know, at least something like Comcast. You know, it, it keeps that business alive. And so they don't have to do anything. And, they, and they're and they lazy in the sense that they never want to have to do anything new unless they have to. It's very painful for them to do something new. Yeah, but there's no growth in the industry. They are slowly eroding users. Not a lot. But the only way money grows from them is to increase your rate. So that's also an important thing. The other thing that's confusing here is for people who want to have cord cutting. Okay, you give up the cable package, and maybe you're close enough to a big city, you set up an antenna. And they do actually sell DVRs that work with your local TV reception. They're a few hundred dollars. So you get that covered. And then you get Netflix, and maybe you get Hulu Plus, and then you get stuff off Apple. But then, oh, I want HBO. I want Showtime because I want Homeland. So then you subscribe to Showtime and pay another, what, $15 a month? And now we got CBS All Access. What is CBS All Access going to give you? It's going to give you a new Star Trek TV series, Star Trek Discovery. Eventually. <laughs> they have a spinoff to the TV show Good Wife, where all but the two lead characters are there. It's like the aftermath, what happened yeah. after Alicia Florick leaves the legal firm. What happened? The, anyway, the, good fight. the point being here is you got two shows. It's another five ninety nine a month. You start adding up all these extra services, mm-hmm. and you wanted to save money. 
what happens? Suddenly you're paying Peter, Paul, and Fred, and Mary, and Regina. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. But, but, but you know you know who's best uh, situated here is Comcast, because they have that X1 platform, and they let things like Netflix and stuff. I'm sure Apple could put iTunes on there if they wanted to. Uh, you know, I mean, they are in the best position uh, to to solve this problem. Not Apple. Apple. Apple's on the outside. Apple has no power here. We understand that. Apple came into a situation where the entertainment companies learned from what happened with the music industry. And they don't want to cede control. And the existing cable satellite companies do not want to cede control. And it's even more complicated here because each country has its own services. It's not like having four music companies, whatever, that Mm -hmm. deal worldwide. They're different licenses, but you're still dealing with the same companies. But now... If you live in Canada, you have a set of cable and satellite companies. If you live in the U.S., you have these. If you live in Europe, you've got different carriers for different countries. It's a complicated mess. Mm -hmm. So have you thought signing a deal with four companies for music was rough? Imagine Apple having to deal with each separate country, each set of of cable satellite companies. Even if they could make a deal, it'd be a monstrosity. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and they had a hard enough time with just the music companies. They had a hard enough time with all the carriers around the world. But when you get into the content game, you have to with all these different copyright laws. And, you know, I mean, even just in the U.S., you know, as you alluded to before, you know, they have to deal not only with big companies like HBO and Comcast, they have to deal with every little podunk uh, TV station in town. It's it's impossible. I mean, it's why companies like Comcast and Dish and uh, DirecTV under the firm hand of AT&T, it's why they dominate this stuff, because it's all they do. It's all they do. And We're so, going to do something right now and be back with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives made in America. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 42424. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 42424. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 42424. Hi, my name's John Kunkel. I'm 63 years of age. I watch several YouTube videos of Stephen Hewers and learn what supplements might help me with energy and weight loss. I've now been on the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, Synergy One, and six other products from Synergistic Nutrition for several weeks now. I've lost 10 pounds. My joint pain has been reduced significantly. I have a lot of energy that I've never had before. My cravings for sweets are gone, and I'm rarely hungry. Even my cravings for foods like hamburgers and heavy carbohydrate meals are now gone. This is the only thing that's worked for me. I was seriously considering bariatric surgery, but that's out the window now. Thank you so much, Synergistic Nutrition. With Synergistic Nutrition, we help you take the guesswork out of supplementation and help you hit the bullseye of success. I encourage you to get specific about your health needs because when you do, your body will celebrate with energy and well-being. Call Synergistic Nutrition today at 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So we're looking at the ashes of the Apple TV. So we know it's not going to happen. The Slim Bundle is history. Apple is not going to give up this product because even if it's not the number one, I think it's a close number two right now in terms of market share. So they're selling a reasonable number. There is no breakout product among these streaming set-top boxes. Nobody's making a killing. Nobody is just doing great, wonderful things. 
I don't think Roku makes huge profits. Google doesn't care about the profits. They care about getting your data so they can sell it to advertisers. That leaves Apple. Apple makes some money, I'm sure, from Apple TV, not a huge amount. There is still potential there within the limits of the market where Apple could take it. But does anybody on the planet have a better idea? Because if you're going to attack Apple, which this article does, who has a better idea? Where's the better idea? What's the better concept? You can talk about, okay, get the 4K and the HDR. Maybe improve the gaming somewhat. I don't know. But where is a better idea from any other company? Well, there isn't one. The problem, Gene, isn't the ideas. It's actually being able to execute them. You know, this isn't like, uh, you know, just like the software space where you can just, you know, open up a your IDE and write wherever you want. I mean, it's a thing where all these other companies hold all the cards and it's their game, you know, and you can't beat the house at their game. So I don't think there is a solution to this problem. I think I think what we're seeing now is uh, is how things are going to be probably for a very long time. You're going to have these monoliths like Comcast, Time Warner, you know, AT&T, et cetera, doing their thing and having their kind of mediocre software and hardware. I mean, it's better than it was, but it's still mediocre. And you're going to have uh, companies like uh, Apple, Sling, et cetera, doing their own kind of side business thing. Um, and, you know, and, and they'll probably improve what we're wanting. Let's you know what we're talking about here. We want we want an all box. We want we want to just have one box does everything. And, uh, you know, without the contracts, without, you know, having to haggle and negotiate, you, you want one box, fair, reasonable price, uh, easy to sign up for, easy to cancel. That's the dream. That's not going to happen. What's what is going to happen is what we see now. You can do the big monolithic cable thing. And that might integrate all this side stuff like Netflix and HBO Go. Well, I mean, HBO is a cable thing. You know, you're going to have that. And then you grab the stuff like the Apple TV where it's 90% solution. And that's where we're at. And, uh, you know, unless until you get something big like a like a John Laguerre or something, you know, who just totally overturns the table in the industry and totally shakes things up. No, that's not going to change. And and Apple isn't in position to do it. And Apple doesn't have the negotiators to do it. They don't have the connections to do it. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible for Apple to do or Google to do, but it would take a lot of effort, a lot of effort, and probably more than Apple would be willing to expend. And it would probably be a huge cultural shift as well. But yeah, it's not something they can do easily. It's not something any tech company can do easily. I mean, these are two very strong fiefdoms here, the the tech and the content fiefdoms. You know, they, they have strong walls and large moats and lots of alligators. <laughs> yes, but if the growth has stopped in the cable and satellite industries, what do they do to oh, expand they, I mean, the market? They, they have plans within plans. I mean, you look at Comcast. They bought NBC Universal. I mean, look at all the stuff they own now. And plus, they own all the pipes around the country. If Comcast, the cable business, died tomorrow, Comcast would be great. They would be great. You know, I mean, it's, it's not their ideal, but they, they have plans within plans. Look how, how, how diverse AT&T is. You know, okay, let's say DirecTV dies tomorrow. Uverse die. Okay, so what? They have a phone service. They have, you know, they own a bunch of the pipes as well. They own the cell towers. They have a cellular service. You know, I'm sure they're probably going to get more into content. You know, and that's that's really what it comes down to. You know, everyone knows that the, you know, the cable business as it has existed, um, you know, is outdated. I, I'm not saying it's dying. It's far from dying, but it's outdated. And it has lost a lot of customers, although percentage-wise, probably not as big as we'd like to think. Um, 
But, you know, they, they have backup plans. Uh, you know, uh, AT&T is more telecom-focused. Comcast is more content-focused. Um, both plays in the long run are probably smart. I don't. I mean, I think 100 years from now, Com, you know, assuming the Earth's still here, Comcast and AT&T will still be fine and dandy and probably still exist much as they do today. <laughs> so, therefore, Apple TV was a nice idea, kind of a lost opportunity, and just a place right now for Apple to expand it's lock into their content and their services. Yeah. I mean, basically, and, and Apple came in totally naive. It's like a Game of Thrones kind of thing. You know, you know, here, here come the Starks thinking, you know, they're going to do the right thing and uh, they get eaten alive. That's basically what happened to Apple in the TV space. And, uh, you know, just just like the Starks at Winterfell, they're they're hopping along, at least in the, in the TV business. And uh, that's uh, that's how things are going to go. Um, until there's just an enormous change, and I don't know, I don't know what would uh, what would cause that. Because I mean, Comcast isn't short on money; it's not short on political power. Uh, neither is Apple. I mean, it's it's basically a checkmate. So if they cooperate at all with anything, such as apps, you know, like you have a Direct TV app or a Dish Network app or something, you're just going to cooperate around the edges, and everyone does their own thing. And that's how it's going to be. It's not going to change unless something completely overhauls everything. And maybe Apple will find that idea. This one didn't work, but you can't say it's an abject failure because still, Apple is making more money from these streamers than any other company. They may not be quite number one in sales, but they're making more money. And if they do add the HDR and the 4K and a few other features and maybe cut the price some, They'll continue to sell decently, but yeah. it's just going to be a decent product, a decent add-on to extend their services, and that's it. And you can still write books about Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, hopefully people will buy them. Here's what I think Apple should do, in all honesty, and this is something people have talked about for years. I think Apple, you know, instead of getting rid of the airport, I think they should combine it with the Apple TV and make it like a mesh network thing like the Eero is. And that way they kill two birds with one stone. They'll have a we TV don't solution. know they're not doing that. You they see, might. They might. The thing smart. is here, all we know is supposedly the engineering group with the airport has been moved to other parts of the company. They're still obviously selling gear with Wi-Fi, like all of their gear. So that's still happening. But... It doesn't mean that they're not going to take, like, Apple TVs. You say, oh, combine them. Sure. Have whatever was in airport and add a router capability. As you say, mesh network. Apple hasn't gone into that yet. But Apple doesn't always start the beginning of technology. They did with airport because nobody was doing it. Mm -hmm. When it first came out, what was it, in the iBook? the first notebook with airport, nobody was doing it. Yeah. Now everybody's doing it, but only a very few are doing mesh. And are they doing mesh right yet? I'm not sure. Well, here's what Apple can bring to that. Apple can bring ease of use and they, and best of all, they can bring privacy. I mean, that's the one thing they can sell. Google can't say, you know, we'll keep you private and secure. They can't say that. Um, Eero, I don't even know who the heck Eero is. You know, I mean, they're, they're a new company. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, any of these other companies, you know, I, I don't trust. You know, you always hear about security vulnerabilities. You hear about NSA intercepting or whatever. Apple, you know, 
I've never heard of an airport vulnerability, or if there's been one, it's been a few years. Um, I've never heard about Air- Apple routers uh, being shipped to the NSA so they can put spy trackers in them. Uh, I trust airport routers. I don't want them to go away. So I think that's a huge selling point. That's a huge selling point, and and it plays into Apple's, um, you know, their brand strength. And and I think they'd be foolish. Not, I think they'd be foolish to give up the airport router. They, they combine that, something like an Eero at a fair price with something like an Apple TV, any of these little boxes that spread internet throughout your house, and you can also hook them up to a TV and watch whatever. I think that'd be a winning product. If they sell one of those for 150 bucks. I think people would buy them in droves. It won't um, be 150 bucks. We've got more with Josh Centers. What about a new direction for what we presume to be the discontinued airport? I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. <laughs> For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Would it be okay if you had two paychecks instead of one? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy and myself, want to show you how to get an extra paycheck every month, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. 
Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves. Home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives made in America. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So let's put our cards on the table here. We've talked quite a bit about Apple TV, about the missed opportunity. We're talking now about the Apple Airport line, which appears they're discontinuing because they haven't updated the product in nearly four years. We have these mesh routers, which are basically little routers that are designed to spread the signal around your home or small office. The thing about it is the way they're designed, it's done more seamlessly. So you just plug in an extra unit and you spread the signal and you get more equal distribution around the home. That's in theory what they're about. And they're not cheap. You can buy one at two ninety nine for, what, three units or something like that over yeah. even at Sam's Club. They're not cheap. Now, Apple's not going to sell a $150 Wi-Fi. And the reason they won't is because they're selling that Apple TV without it. The airport was, what, $199, $179? I could see several products in the line with a combined router. Remember also, when it gets to a router... A lot of the cable companies, if you buy internet from them, they give you a cable box with a router. And it's not a bad router. I've done this with two companies already. It's not an airport, but it works. If you have Comcast X1, my understanding is you have to use that router. So that's that's more of how they gain control. But can't you just turn off the router and distribute that signal to another router? I don't think so. I know you can do it with Cox and with CenturyLink. It's like a regular router. You go in there, you turn off the wireless radio, you plug in your router to the Ethernet port, and there you go. I don't think they can stop that. Well, maybe they can't. I don't know. I I know Peter Cohen, who's a friend of both of ours. I've heard him complain about that before. And maybe he found a way around it. I don't know. Uh, I I probably should play with it. But anyway, um, 
part of my argument here, and this is what I was saying back with the Apple TV thing, Apple needs to get rid of some of that margin, at least on some things. You know, when it comes to stuff like iPhones, iPads, even the Mac, well, I don't know, iPad. But, I mean, for the most part, those three things sell well. You know, and if you got something as popular as the iPhone, yeah, 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 pad your pockets a bit. But absolutely. But, I mean, Apple has enough money, and they make enough money. You know, you give up a little margin to let them grow a bit. You know, and I think that's one thing. Uh, with Airport and uh, Apple TV, especially if you combine them into one product, that's something you give up a little margin for. If nothing else, um, because you don't want Eero coming in and stealing all your all your place in this space. Google's entering this space. They're doing so. I can't remember how much these these Google routers are. I mean, they, they seemed like they're kind of reasonably priced to me, but uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But, you know, that's a space Apple should be trying to shut these other companies out of because it's their space. It's their space. You know, no one would be using a Wi-Fi router if Apple hadn't popularized it. Other companies, I think, were doing it, but Apple's the first one that made a comprehensive product that, here, this works. It's not hard to set up. You know, it doesn't look scary. It looks like a spaceship, which the original ones did. There's no reason to cede that space. And, uh, you know, maybe it won't be a huge seller. Maybe it won't be a huge profit maker. When you have an ecosystem, when you have an empire, as Apple does, not everything things about you know the big money and i've argued this before you know maybe the mac isn't the big money maker the iphone is but the mac is the foundation of the apple ecosystem it's where you build all, all those apps on so you have to have the mac there and it has to be healthy airport's another key in that you know just as apple tv is you know apple tv is their leg in the living room maybe a bruised cracked leg but i mean at least it's a leg there are certain products apple needs to keep around just for the overall health of the ecosystem you know you can make an argument for you know, getting rid of the airport, uh, Apple maybe doesn't want to dedicate the resources to it. Other companies are more dedicated to it. But and, and maybe I'm speaking a little bit too much from my own bias here because I really I like and trust the airport routers. Uh, I've looked at the other routers in the market. I don't trust them. I don't trust the companies. As uh, someone who's an Apple fan and who you know analyzes them and cares about their their future health. I, I think they should keep it going, and I think there's strong reason to do that. I think they could outdo Eero and Google and whoever else at this game, and they should be. Well, Apple has made no announcement about this. We know, of course, they gave up on displays. Apple has made no announcement about Airport or its future. The product is almost four years old. There are routers that are somewhat better now because of refinements in the standard but not that much better. Apple still makes one of the best routers out there. After all these years, they still make one of the best routers out there. They're still being sold. They're not cutting back. So I don't know what Apple's plan is. They may be looking at the next standards for Wi-Fi. They may be looking at mesh. They may be looking at integrating that with Apple TV, just like you have a time capsule integrates a network storage drive with an airport. Maybe they're looking at something like that, like a higher-end product that would be in everything. I'm not going to guess what Apple's planning to do. I agree with you. I'd like to see them do something in that space. But I also see the limitations because you have so many routers. And they're not bad. I mean, even the other companies are setting up easy installation where you plug it in, it launches something in your browser, and they give you suggestions on secure passwords and stuff like that. They try to set you up with a minimum of configuration nightmare. And that was always the big thing we had about routers in the old days, that Apple would be pretty easy to set up. All these other companies would sell your routers, and you needed to call for help because there was no way to figure out what to do. Now, most of them that I've tried, and I've tried a few in the last year or two, 
they're easy enough to set up. They don't require a lot of work. They have a simple setup assistant that just takes you through everything. And if you want to customize, you still have to go through a traditional interface. But just basically naming your network and setting a password, that's kept easy. Am I wrong? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it just depends on what router you buy. You know, you buy um, most of the off-the-shelf units. They have this, you know, they have the web interface. I think most people can figure it out. You know, I know the Eros are, you know, they make them kind of kind of idiot-proof. And I'm guessing the Google one's kind of similar. You know, but this, this again, this is one of those areas I think Apple Apple can excel at. And most people can at least get a, like a web-based router, at least set up, but maybe not optimal. And, you know, that's one of the problems, you know. I mean, even to this day, you still see a lot of open Wi-Fi spots and bad passwords, things like that. You know, and, and again, this is um, even above ease of use. This is something Apple can really sell a router on. Look, we're good at security. We care about your privacy, and we can make those easy for you. Maybe that's a hard thing to sell to the mass market. I don't know. But you know what? Not everything should be about mass market. You know, that's what the iPhone's for. Apple's good at selling those. And this is something I, I keep arguing. You know, sometimes it's good to have some niche products. It's good to keep... Uh, you know, if you're in the computing space, it's good to keep the geeks happy. All right, let's keep the geeks happy. So let's just see what happens with the router. Obviously, if nothing happens by fall and we see a new Apple TV, which I expect by the holiday season, we can assume airport is toast in terms of updates. Because if anything was going to happen, I think it would happen this year. We'll have to see. Josh Centers, please tell our listeners where we can find more of what you do. My articles are on tidbits.com. I just redesigned my Squarespace site at joshcenters.com. And uh, my miscellaneous rantings and ravings are at uh, Twitter at uh, jcenters. You can find us at technightowl.com, just like the name of the show, technightowl.com, where I have a six-day blog. We have a newsletter you can subscribe to. Lots of good stuff there. We're also Tech Night Owl on Twitter. So check us out there. Maybe send me a tweet or just kind of follow what I do. I send up announcements on the radio shows and new posts at technightowl.com. Go up at Twitter. They go up at Facebook. They go up at Google+. Plus. I don't know if anybody uses Google+. Plus. We have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week on The Powercast at powercast.com, will feature Robert Schroeder. Robert Schroeder is an author of a book where he looks into possible propulsion systems for UFOs. If they're real, how do they fly? And is there anything there in that technology that he's explored that can get us to the stars? Interdimensional psychic vampires. You know what? what He's got something there that does warp dimensions in some way. Some fascinating ideas. So maybe you're not so far off. I think he thinks he's kidding. That's Paracast.com. We also have a special feature of this show, the number one way for you to support the work of the Tech Night Owl Live. And that is to subscribe to Tech Night Owl Plus, T-E-C-H-N-I-G-H-T-O-W-L with a plus sign. Or go to plus.technightowl.com for simple sign-up instructions. Prices start just $1.49 a week. Check it out. Tech Night Owl Plus. Josh Centers, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.